Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my good friend from down under. His name is Wade. And how are you doing today, Wade? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Always glad to hear a positive from you on that one. All right, so let's see. We have a good list of things to run down here today. We have some homework to get to. We're going to talk about some Rick and Morty, as usual. We're going to get to a terrifying purchase that Wade has made recently. Uh, but I figure maybe we could start with a little bit of some StarCraft, since most of you people are here because of your subscription to the StarCraft channel on YouTube. So the big news of the week has been Bjorn will not be participating at BlizzCon 2017. Dun, dun, dun! <gasps> that was a good gasp. I like it very much. Thank you. Yeah, he didn't make get enough BlizzCon points, WCS points. Yeah, so I saw this yesterday. It popped up on Reddit, and it was a very matter-of-fact post. Beyond loss to Bunny and Deer in the morning session of the Super Tournament number 2 qualifier. This means he cannot gain any more WCS points, and because his ranking is at number 9, he cannot attend BlizzCon. He can't participate because he lost to Bunny <laughs> and Deer. Like, I mean, Bunny's a good player. Let's let's not let's not let's not get crazy here. Let's not mince bunnies here. But when <laughs> <laughs> you eat minced bunny in Australia, is that was a, was that a reference to something? Wait, no. Uh, let, okay. Let's not mince words is what I meant to say. But mm, I mean, good. but when was the last time you saw Deer win anything? Like I haven't seen or heard anything of him in months. Yeah. It's been a long... I, I, I honestly forgot he existed. I haven't <laughs> seen him in anything at all. Mm. So 100%. But he's good enough to take a game off Beyond when it matters, apparently. Apparently. Apparently so. I mean... I, have you seen the matches where he did it? Uh, no, no. I have not. Have you pulled those up? No, I haven't. I was hoping you... It's hard to find those it. replays, unfortunately. Yeah. That is true. Maybe there's a... It could be a VOD somewhere, but... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was like... Well, you shouldn't be able to cheese Beyond because he's always <laughs> pretty good with early pressure himself. So you try to do a proxy, he's probably proxying you and he's probably better at it than you are. So I don't know. I really I really don't know what it was. I mean, special is going to be there at BlizzCon. I mean, it's... SOS is in... Who else is in? Stats, team, uh, I imagine. Yeah, I'm looking... Let's see if I can find the global standings here. So, I mean, it's Neva Laser, Serral, Snoot, Nurchio, Kelizer, True, and Special. Okay. And then if we look at the Korean stats, Innovation, TY, Sue, Dark, Gumio, Hero, and SOS. So that means we're missing Byun, Maru, Classic, Rogue, Solar, Ryung, Byul, Trap, Deer, Losira, Alive. I mean, this is... That is a murderer's row. Was Innovation on that list? Yeah, Innovation's number two. Okay. He's behind stats and points. Okay, so he is going. Yeah. Let me put these in the show notes. But yeah, this is who we have for BlizzCon, and there's no beyond. It's, it's sad. It makes me sad on the inside. But maybe that will be a lesson to him, where he will be like, hey, I gotta take this stuff seriously. I can't just sleepwalk to BlizzCon. It's hard to imagine... The defending world champion not being there. But it's going to yeah. happen. Well, it's happening. It is. And some people kind of made the point, well, shouldn't the return, like the 
defending champion just get a slot automatically. And I'm trying to think, just, mm, other sports don't really do that. <laughs> I mean, in boxing, isn't the defending champion always the guy who currently holds the belt? And he get the like you know a challenger approaches, not oh well the guy who won the tournament last year he's just kind of out because he didn't hit enough people in the face. Like, I don't know how boxing works, but the analogy kind of works. Well, boxing's a mess. I mean, boxing is super corrupt. Who plays who is more about ratings and money than anything else. But any legitimate sport that <laughs> I can think of, shots fired at boxing fans. No, they they would agree with me. Even the most hardcore boxing fans are like, our sport is rigged. We know. We watch anyway. Um, I'm sorry. Are we talking about any wrestling? Le- uh, <laughs> wrestling isn't even a rigged sport. It's just entertainment. Mm. Uh, is, it, is it real to you, Wade? Uh, I mean, I don't watch wrestling, so. Okay. It's a real thing, though. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, that link you sent me, and SOS only has 50 more points than Beyond. Right, it's it's a very close cutoff. Yeah, so Bjorn doesn't lose to Bunny, he's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad. Oh, TVT. Oh, TVT. I mean, I don't, is TVT known to be kind of a coin flippy? Is it coin flippy like ZVZ can be sometimes? Never really heard it called that. I've never n- thought of TVT as being coin flippy whenever I've watched professionals play. Okay. I mean, when I'm playing, every match is flip a coin. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when the pros are involved, it's not it's not that way. I mean, when you say bunny versus beyond, it should not be flip a coin. Right. It should be, you know, all the odds should be in beyond's favor there. Yeah. Throw my hands up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he overslept. I don't know. Someone stole his account and kidnapped him and tied him up a van, and then then they played for him. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it seems like a legit strategy. Maybe his dog was playing. He's got a really cute dog on Twitter. <laughs> Red. It's a cute dog. I'm gonna link it. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's gonna be our StarCraft story of the day. It's very sad. No beyond representation, but plenty of other amazing players. If you want to root for them, there is no shortage of Terran players to root for at this thing. Whoa. Do you want to place a preliminary bet on who you think will come out reigning champion? Oh. It is. Then now it's interesting. Let's say... Yeah, let's do it. Got nine days between now and then. Somebody, I suppose, could have a wrist injury that would pull them out, but that seems like a pretty pretty rare chance. Do you bet on the home team? Go for Neeb. Oh, man. Home court advantage. He's been killing it lately at WCS events. But I just I just need to see... So, have you seen the Rocky movies? Uh, no. Alright, so there's a Rocky movie where Rocky fights the Russian, Ivan Drago. And the Russian is, like, on all these steroids, and he's been genetically modified to be a boxer, and he's super scary. Mm-hmm. And Rocky's fighting him, and he's just getting the snot beat out. Like, Rocky's just losing hard. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky gets a punch off and actually hits the dude in the nose, hits Drago in the nose, and he starts bleeding and everyone's like, he's cut, he's cut, the Russian's bleeding. And it's just this sign that he's human, right? 
So what I need to see is more the Koreans are bleeding. Like, I need to see more events wherein Neeb just wrecks Korean players before I start putting any money on him. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But which out of the other foreigners have ever made Koreans bleed? I mean, true is in there under the foreigners, which is odd because he's Korean, right? We've covered this. Yeah, we haven't figured out why this is yet. No. But out of Keleza, Nurchio, Snoot, Serral, Eliza, Special. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody has made the Koreans bleed. It's not a Neeb thing. It's an everybody on earth thing. So, obvious, so what I'm saying is, obviously I'm going to pick somebody from the Korean side. Of course. <laughs> of the list here. <laughs> and as much as I love Sue, the Sue always takes second place meme is too strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too strong and I really like Dark, but... I don't know. I mean, everybody says how Zerg is OP right now, but I just can't put my money on either of those players with looking at everybody else who's on this list. It's a stacked tournament for sure. Yeah. I might... I mean... I don't like doing this. Generally, I like rooting for underdogs and picking people who aren't favored to win things, but the way Stats has been playing recently... And what he can do with a Protoss race against both Terran and Zerg and Protoss, if he needs to, has just been disgusting. So I honestly, it's boring, but looking at it, I'm going to land on stats. Okay. Okay. Like How about you? Well, I was thinking, out of this list of eight, who is most likely to end up at the Grand Finals? And I was thinking it would be Inno and stats. Okay. So I would be willing to put my money on innovation. All right. What does the winner get? Uh, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> Sounds like I'm already conceding defeat, but <laughs> what would you think is reasonable? <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, boy, what could we do? I'm thinking $25 Steam gift card. That's pretty good. Mm. The stakes there have never been things, higher. There are some things I could do with a Steam gift card right now. Deal. All right. So deal. With all of our podcast listeners as our witnesses, if Innovation wins BlizzCon, I will send digitally, Wade, a Steam gift card for 25 US dollars. How does that translate? How's the exchange rate working now? Uh, our Steam client works in US prices anyway. Oh, so cool. It doesn't. All right. <laughs> deal and if stats wins then wade will send me a 25 dollar steam gift card what if somebody else wins what do we do well then neither of us win neither of us lose it's just a draw okay it's a draw and we lose some of our credibility as starcraft commentators well you're the only commentator here well you comment on starcraft i didn't say caster fair point <laughs> okay point one to falcon yes early early lead for me okay deal so everyone who's listening and if you want to say we're wrong feel free to tweet at us at falcon paladin and at uh at somicron on twitter excellent okay starcraft is done Ooh, let's talk about our homework let's get to the uh reese's peanut butter cup and the saga of acquiring one take it away wade Okay, so, in my quest to find Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I realized I could purchase them from the local supermarket where I get my 
groceries delivered. So I ordered some, right? And all my other groceries. And then today, day of delivery, I got an email saying the only thing out of stock is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups from my order. So it was not to be until... How many other things did you order? Um, about 60-something cans of Coke, five chocolate bars, bread, the shaved, shaved meats, cheese, butter, milk, cereal, I don't know. So it was your whole shopping list, and the only yeah. thing they didn't have were their peanut butter cups. Yeah, yeah. Also, quick aside, what kind of Coke? Just regular uh, uh, Coke Classic? I said Coke because that's what I like. I drink. I got Pepsi because my housemate drinks it, and it was on special. Oh. Yeah. Regular type Pepsi. Yeah, and I right. said I'd get him a case for letting me use his computer to record this. So, I mean, it was $12 for 24 I mean, it's 50 cents a can. Come on. Yeah, you can't find that anywhere these days. Yeah. Truth. So, I mean, real quick, I'm mostly a Coke guy. I'm okay with Pepsi, but Diet Pepsi is an abomination, whereas yeah. Diet Coke is okay. Di- Diet Coke's okay. Like, I'll settle yeah. for it if I have to, but, I mean, yep. give me regular Coke. Come on. Yeah, definitely. But if there's, like, Diet Pepsi is the only thing around, I just won't <laughs> bother. That stuff is the worst. Yes. All right, so then we'll go back to your story. So, oh, no, crisis. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup crisis. Yes, but... Uh, I made a stop on my way home from work, and I cleared a shelf of them from another different supermarket that clearly had them in stock. So I now have six packets of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Reese's Sticks, which are peanut butter wafers. So, uh, would you recommend the wafers or the sticks more? I am such at a loss right now. I don't... What? I don't... I got nothing here. What do you mean you got nothing? You're the one who told me to try these. The cups. Right. Okay, so you don't recommend the sticks? I've never had the sticks. I didn't know there were sticks. Okay. <laughs> well. This is why I'm confused. It's... Googling frantically. <laughs> you didn't know Reese made other products? Well, they've got the little peanut butter cups, and they've got Reese's Pieces, mm-hmm. which are like M&M's, but peanut butter. Okay. So, so... Reese's sticks. All right, I'm going to try this. All right, here we go. I mean, there's nothing better than listening to somebody chew on air. It's not bad. I mean, it's not I mean, on a scale of Diet Pepsi to Cold Rock ice cream, your favorite, where is it? I mean, Cold Rock's really good. Like, Cold Rock, I go out and I spend 20 bucks on a single, you know, yes. tub, like tub of ice cream. This I chose a, correctly. This was a $1.70, like, piece of chocolate candy. In the... Yeah. No, I get it. So, we're, one is Diet Pepsi and 10 is Cold Rock. Just an enjoyment. Not price, not value, just enjoyment. Four. A four. Okay, great. We'll take four. <laughs> so, Wade's introduction to the marriage of chocolate and peanut butter is a four is a four hooray we made it we made it everyone in my shopping i did think maybe i won't like the taste and i might need something to wash it down with Mm. so i also picked up a can of pringles of a particular flavor in which i happen to send you a link to do you remember these 
I don't know that I do, but I have three kids and my brain cells are falling apart all the time. They are Pringles potato chips in the flavor of meat pie. Oh, yes, the meat pie potato chip. Mm. So I have here... You're, meat... chase, you're chasing Reese's peanut butter sticks <laughs> with meat pie Pringles. Yes. I don't, I don't think this is a good idea, but I can't do anything about it, so here we go. I mean, you could hang up. <laughs> That's true. You could just finish the podcast on your own, enjoying your Pringles. Mmm, Pringles. These Pringles aren't bad. They don't taste like meat pies. They taste like almost just like shredded onion. But it tastes like just straight onion. Well, there's onions in meat pie gravy sauce. So. Oh, okay. So they're trying for onion. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. That was good. Now yeah. that I stopped eating during a podcast, we may continue. <laughs> I should check that out. Mm. I, you know what? Are you hungry? We'll try to, to, go we'll try to make that one happen. Maybe. Just to balance Maybe. Out. I don't know. I had a pretty big dinner of homemade nachos, which mm, homemade nachos. Nice. Got some chips, got some taco meat, got some refried beans, got some salsa, got some hand shredded cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Sounds delish. It was good. I'm still pretty full from it, so not craving anything at the moment. Fair enough. That's all right. But I did see here that you have something else to talk about of the food variety. <sighs> I do. Mac is French fries. Yes. Okay. So there is a podcast called Revisionist History. I'm going to link to it. It's by Malcolm Gladwell, who's an author who's fairly famous in the United States for being just kind of a guy who writes about whatever interests him. I don't know how he got this job, but he just kind of writes books about interesting stuff and does podcasts about interesting stuff, and he's doing very well for himself. So he's got a podcast, and I just I linked to his website that has all of his podcasts on it, and the one that I'm talking about is from season two, and it is episode nine, and it's called McDonald's Broke My Heart. A interesting title to be so. It is. I mean, it got my attention. I downloaded it and listened <laughs> to it because of the title, basically. Mm. So I'm going to spoil the whole thing for you. It's 33 minutes, but I can condense it down to like a minute and a half. Basically, McDonald's, when it started up and for many, many years, it fried its French fries in beef tallow. Okay. Okay. And they were delicious. The fries were so good. And you know what? I remember this. Fries from McDonald's used to be incredible, like as good as the main course of whatever you were getting. And then somewhere along the way, about a decade ago, maybe a little bit longer, they got scared that beef tallow was unhealthy because, you know, McDonald's cares about that. Right. And started frying their French fries in vegetable oil, which, according to Malcolm Gladwell's opinion, makes them utter trash and garbage. They are worthless now. Because of this one change. And thinking back, I realize this is true. The cup, I don't go to McDonald's a lot, but the last few times I've been over the last five years or so, the fries have just kind of been bleh. Mm. I'm eating them. They're more of a ketchup delivery service than just being delicious on their own. And there was a vague sense of, being, of feeling like these used to be better. This used to be a more positive experience for me, but I didn't have any proof. 
And I thought maybe it was just nostalgia. It was just thinking back, well, when I was a kid, these were amazing, but actually they suck. You know what I mean? That happens all the time. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon is the greatest thing television has ever produced when I was nine years old. Now, not so much. No. Fine, but not transcendent. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Mike. Jerk. (laughs) Now I'm I'm upset. (laughs) Now I'm off track. Dang it, Wade. Bring it back. Bring it back, Falcon. You can do it. Uh, yeah, so that's his, that is his entire argument. And so he looked into this and discovered that it's absolutely true. McDonald's, there is documentation proving this. He went to some, like, food science institute and uh, in some U.S. city, and they did this for him. They said, we do testing for McDonald's. Here's their French fry. We're going to fry this one in beef tallow and this one in vegetable oil. You can taste test it. And, yeah, 100%, he was able to verify what he believed to be true was the case. McDonald's French fries are poop these days and i don't know if that's something they've done everywhere i don't know if the vegetable oil switch has been international because they do do different things in different countries obviously for instance in australia mcdonald's french fries are cooked in a canola oil blend there you go difference How, how do you feel about the french fries they're fries i prefer chips yeah? Yeah. I, mean, I think you call them, like, steak fries or something. Whenever I get a burger at Macca's, I will get the fries. I'll be like, yeah, these are fine. But I'll often, like, load them into the burger just to, like, it's just... I'm, like, Zerg at that point. I just want the biomass. I don't really care about the flavor. <laughs> we'll call you Abatha from now on. <laughs> Please don't. You just need biomass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. So in and of themselves, but I remember, I remember back in the day you would eat one. It would be delicious by itself, not part of anything. And they totally ruined it in the argument of health food. And Malcolm Gladwell goes on to argue that our understanding of what makes people fat and what causes unhealthy results based out of food was actually sugar the whole time. And it wasn't so much this beef tallow at all, but it was actually just drinking a 64 ounce Coke along with your meal that was actually killing you. So it's it's like this, he calls it this meaningless tragedy that didn't need to happen. And he's trying to convince them to switch it back up. But so far, no good. I'm, trying, I'm rapidly trying to work out how much a 64 ounce is. Oh, right. Um, 64 ounce to milliliter. 1,892 milliliters. That's over a liter. That's 64 ounces. Yep. Okay. That's a big drink. That's a big one. And and that is an option at the McDonald's, so don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or was. uh, What's the biggest? They keep messing with their drink sizes, too. Mm. I know that the local gas stations will have 64-ounce drinks you can get for sure, so that's definitely an option. I mean, I could go down to the local servo and pick up a three-liter drink. Like, in a cup? No, 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 in, like, a bottle. In a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. We have those, too. Although it's the off-brand for us. Like, the off-brand drinks, um, like, called Shasta here, you can get the three-liter versions of those, but Coke doesn't do any three-liter stuff or Pepsi no, in the States. Um, Pepsi doesn't. Well, my, I know Pepsi does a two-liter, um, but I know Coke will do a three-liter. And most of the other 
uh, like other brands of soft drink go to like a 1.25. Yeah, I've seen that 1.25 size before. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm on Walmart's website and they have three liter Coca-Cola Classic available for purchase here. Well, there you go. Bye, Kali. I've never seen this on the shelf. I mean, here you can buy right down to 250 milliliters, like a tiny little can of Coke yeah. if you want it. A baby, baby can. Yeah, which if you're giving your baby Coke, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. But yeah, if I search Coke 3 liter, most of the results are from .uk websites. I've got one from Iceland. Like a grocer in uh, Iceland. HotUKDeals.com. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a British and British colony UK type thing. Huh. We are learning so much about the differences between cultures, Suede. Indeed. Every week on this podcast. Every week. Without fail. <laughs> we discover something. Something indeed. So, go try, go try McDonald's French fries and see if they taste the way that you remember them. If you're ten years old, I mean, don't bother because I don't think you would notice a difference ever. I I haven't noticed a, di- a difference ever. Like, mm. uh, the earliest I can remember going to a Mac is, I don't know, I was maybe nine, maybe, and I don't think the French fries were anything to write home about at the time. So, <laughs> right. So it didn't stand out. So back to chips real quick. Are they kind of soft and squishy or are they crispy? You can get them either way. Okay, because steak fries traditionally are pretty soft. Yeah, usually they soften around the middle. But if yeah. you, like most places, if you just go, hey, can you do them a little crispy? They'll just keep them in the fryer for an extra 30 seconds. Oh, and, okay. So and then, then you have a nice crunch to it when you bite them. Mm. I remember... After school one day, when I was at high school, we would, you know, people would go on up to the train station, and we, so we'd all catch the bus to the train station, and there was a takeaway store, you know, everyone would put in, and for like six dollars, they'd get you like a huge bag of chips, and then they'd be like, oh, can we get barbecue sauce with that? And they'd be like, sure, and of course they put it in like these just paper bags and a fold and then sticky tape, except they put the sauce in there, and then they fold the bag, sticky tape it up, and then hand it to you. So, all the sauce is mixing through the chips. Oh, it's delicious. And you, do you shake it or just kind of leave it alone? You, you could shake it if you want it. Yeah, shake it. Mm, get all that sauce all mixed through. It's great. Mm-hmm. What kind of bag did you say it was? I mean, do you guys have local fish and chip shops? Like... Goodness, no. Okay. So, it's kind of hard to describe. Think of it <laughs> as a square sheet of just kind of gray paper. Like, almost like newspaper. And then... They just put it on, you know, a diamond, so they shift it by 90 degrees, drop all the chips into it, and then fold the corners over, So and then sticky tape it down. Okay, yeah. I think, I think I've seen that done in movies. <laughs> I don't think I've ever personally seen that happen. Yeah, video. A video would be nice. Would be excellent. I cannot find a video, but I will find one after the show and send it to you. So. Okay. And then we'll put it in the show notes. And if you're interested, click on the show notes. Dun, dun, dun. Cool. So what are we talking about now? Because unless we have more to say about chips. About chips. Tasty, tasty fat and carbs. 
Oh my goodness, so many carbs. I mean, I am. We talked about this last week. I'm kind of a sucker just for potatoes. Uh, no, we didn't talk about this. All right, what did I eat? There was something I ate last week. Oh, was that? Was that lunch? Oh, yeah. There was a new burrito place that opened up near my work. So we went last Friday, a group of us, and it's kind of a. They kind of portray themselves as a. A non-standard burrito place. Like, you can't really get a breakfast burrito, and you can't really get just like a, I don't know, like a regular burrito with beans and cheese and stuff. Right. They have burritos, like, for example, this one that I had was called the All-American Burrito. And it had chunks of, like, hamburger patty. And it had French fries in it, quickle-cut French fries. And it had fry sauce and it had this like kind of spicy, spicy chipotle thing in it. Okay. Oh, it was good. It was real good. And they asked the people around me. They were like, "Hey, did you like that?" And I said, "Yes, but it had potatoes in it." And so, that's kind of cheating. You can put potatoes into a lot of things, and Falcon is right there. I am right on board with you. Fair enough. Because potatoes are amazing. Potatoes are a superfood. Are you Irish? Um, not that I'm aware of. Like I'm, I'm pretty. Like my family has traced our genealogy back pretty far, and most of it's French and British and stuff. I really can't think of anything that's Irish, but potatoes are great. Maybe Russian. Russians like their potatoes too. Well, they drink their potatoes. It's a little different. True. Do they not eat them? No, they um, fermented them into vodka. Yeah, I know. I get that, but do they also not? I mean, they're probably all straight to vodka. (laughs) I mean, they probably eat them. <laughs> they probably eat them. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to Russia. I can't guarantee. I like to think that with a Happy Meal in Russia, though, you get like a little shot of vodka instead of french fries. Ooh, yeah. That'd be amazing. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look it up. So anyway, potatoes are great. That is the story. But yeah, this uh, Sweeto burrito thing... I mean, there's one with smoked chicken, bacon, onion rings, cheese, and a cilantro ranch. We've got, uh, I guess there is kind of a breakfast burrito. Steak and eggs, tater tots, cilantro ranch, sauce, sriracha. There's another one with grilled steak, rice, pepper jack cheese. So, I don't know. I guess there are some more standard type ones, but most of them are a little bit off the beaten path. It was good. It was good, although they have two sizes, and one of them they just kind of call a medium, and one's basically a large. And because I can't eat like I used to be able to when I was younger, I got the medium, and that was enough for me. But I can't imagine getting the large. I think I would I'd just probably die. Probably just die. I would love for there to be more like proper burrito places here, but we're uh-huh. basically limited to a place called Mad Mex. Which is good burritos. Like they, you, it's kind of like a build it yourself. You just kind of tell them what you want. So if yeah. you want, you know, black beans, rice, cheese, and then steak, chicken, pork chunks, shredded steak again, they'll do it. And every now and then they'll do a challenge, and you get a. It's called the one kilo burrito. No, that doesn't sound good for you. <laughs> it's like a foot and a half long. It's <laughs> okay. Maybe like a foot and a bit. Like I don't know how long a foot is. We don't use that, but oh, it, okay. it, it's huge, right? Like 
Yeah. And they, you can time yourselves and they will give you like stickers for if you finished it and you can like stick it on the wall for as long yep. as challenges. Me like the quickest I've seen like someone stick their time up on the wall is something like four minutes, and it's they just devour a giant goddamn burrito. And I, I'm like there at the 19 minute mark going, just five more bites. <laughs> I can do this. I probably won't die. But probably it's, it's always good because if you can complete it, they give you a luchador mask. Oh, that's great. I want a luchador mask. I'm coming just for that. Just for that? Great. Yep. Um, Is it on the menu? I'm looking for it. Uh, no, no, no. It's like a limited time off kind of thing that they do. Okay. Okay. I think they do it like twice a year. So I'll, I'll tell you and then you can plan your holidays around it. Yeah, that seems... <laughs> seems impractical, but... <laughs> a little bit. What, what are we if not impractical? Mm. The only other taco or... Well, I'll, we had Taco Bell here for a while, but that's kind of disappeared. The only other, like, proper Mexican place that I've ever seen is a little place in Melbourne, uh, which was like a little hole in the wall. It was closed when I walked past it, but it was called Taco Bill. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's wonderful. I like that very much. Cannot attest to the quality of their tacos. Um, okay. But I love the name. Yo, oh, so reading about Taco Bell in Australia, check this out. First opened in Australia in 81, but there was a local restaurant that was already called Taco Bell's Casa. Oh. And so Taco Bell had to change its name What did they change it to? Come on, Wikipedia, help me out. Whatever. Taco Bell later reopened in 1997 in Sydney. Um, but by 2005, Taco Bell had completely pulled out of the country. So yeah, makes sense. Used to be around, not anymore. I got it. What did they change their name to? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is a giant court document. I can't read that while I'm casting. Or while I'm podcasting. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Huh. Good to know. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to find out and it's like no, I can't find it either. It's too long ago. It's almost pre internet times when that happened. I mean pre internet in Australia, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get it last week? Uh yeah, pretty much. Hey Okay, so that's enough food I think for now. That's a lot of food. Dear listeners, if you're hungry, pause the podcast, get food and resume listening. Moving along, uh, so the director, Edgar Wright, he is known mostly for his three films, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. The Cornetto Trilogy. Yes, Cornetto Film Trilogy. So I'm working my way through those. I'm trying to get back and watch movies that I missed. Wait, you haven't seen them before? No. Oh. I know, right? Okay, now I see why you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. First experience. So, I watched Hot Fuzz uh, last week. I started it after the podcast. Really good. Really good movie. Good time. I've always liked Simon Pegg, but it turns out he actually has a lot more range than I thought, which is his fault. I mean, my fault, not his. But, yeah, just, oh, man, so good. The first bit of the movie, I was kind of just... Not quite sure what to expect. I try to avoid spoilers. 
Um, all I knew was that it involved cops in England. That was literally the extent of my knowledge <laughs> about the show. It's a good good baseline of fundamental knowledge to go in on. Yeah. 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 It totally was. Uh, but it was just, it was hilarious. It was great. The t- I mean, I guess, can we spoil this? It's like a 10-year-old movie, right? Yes, we can spoil this. We can. And then when it turned out that the reason the town was all quiet and stuff was because the people were murdering rule breakers and gypsies and people that came into the town and were undesirables, just murdered them and threw them into the crypts under the ground. So good. So good. I did have some quibbles as an American about this film. So he comes back to town, walks into the police precinct, takes all the guns out of the evidence lockers. Guns up. First of all, that nobody stopped him is dumb. I'll let that slide. All right. So he has eight, nine, ten. Would you say ten people he has to take out here? Mm, something like that. Yeah, it's been a while since the, I've seen it, but I'll take you out for it. Sure. The people in hoods. Okay. So he gets into gunfights with every one of these people and it doesn't kill any of them. <laughs> Okay, this is the most English cop gunfight movie in the history of mankind because they're like, well, we're not really fans of guns up here, but we've got to have them because it's part of the plot. How can we make it work? I know, no one will die. And it's, How? <laughs> there are 37,000 bullets fired in the last 10 minutes of this movie and nobody dies. He wings somebody in the shoulder and they go down. He makes a flower pot fall on somebody's head and they go down. There's a huge fight in a supermarket where they are shooting at these people so hard and they take them down by ramming them with a shopping cart because why not? And it's just like, look, either either make it so guns don't exist and all your protagonist has is a billy club and it's kind of mace or make them have guns and some people die because honestly, you guys, it was so glaringly. Uh. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles problem. Where, is it Leonardo has a sword, but never stabs anyone? Yeah, it is. Not not even by accident? Like, you think at least once? Robot foot soldiers. Okay, robot foot soldiers. Yeah, but nothing that's alive. Right, exactly. Um, But someone does die in that movie. Other than the, you know, delinquents and stuff that they're throwing in the crypts. In Hot Fuzz? Yeah. The guy who gets his throat impaled. Oh, no, he's fine. That's no. the other thing. He dies. He dies. No. He d- it happens off camera after the credits roll. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> he gets tetanus. Wade's headcanon makes an approach. Yeah, that's okay. So that, okay, that is actually what brought my attention to the whole thing. Because he's running through this little miniature version of the town, of the village, and trips on something and impales himself on the steeple of the church, this miniature church, through his throat, up through the bottom of his mouth and out of his mouth. He dead. Like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I've never attended <laughs> medical school, but this man is dead. There are so many arteries running through that part of your body that just got immediately severed. But no, he's fine. They somehow lift him off and patch him up and load him into an ambulance because no one can die in this film. It was the craziest thing. The craziest thing. And then they even tease you because what's his face? Uh, Police chief's son, who's the huge fan of Point Break and Bad Boys 2. He was a really fun character. I liked him a lot. Like He takes a bullet. Takes a bullet for Simon Pegg, and they try to fake you out into thinking that he's dead, but he's fine. They don't explain how he's fine, but he's totally fine. 
It's insane. I'm sure there's some social commentary here that I'm just not picking up on. But on on its face, so many people, so many bullets fired, and nobody gets fatally injured at all. The end. And does it matter that people don't die? No, not one, not even two. I mean, if not even honestly, like twenty. If there were twenty bullets fired in this movie and nobody died, fine. But literally hundreds of bullets fired in the general direction of other people and no one takes a bullet to the head at all. I mean, okay. Devil's advocate here on my own argument. <laughs> so the military does do studies wherein we sent 30,000 rounds into this battle. Our soldiers returned with 10,000. We have 600 confirmed casualties of the enemy. Where the crap did our bullets go? So this is a problem. In a firefight in real life, actually finding your target is a fairly rare occurrence unless you're a ridiculous like super soldier who's been under fire a lot of times and just has ridiculous amounts of skill and nerves. Okay, so that's true. Uh, this actually reminded me of a fact that I used to know like off the top of my head, but it's you can break this down for basically any war. And in World War II, American troops required roughly 50,000 rounds per kill. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, except for snipers, which used an average of 1.33 per kill. Yes, exactly. So unless you're very specialized in some way, your odds of actually killing somebody with a bullet that you have fired in a battle, like this, in Hot Fuzz, their battles, their gun battles on the street, are pretty low. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, somebody should have taken a bullet somewhere that was life-threatening. That's all I ask. Because, I mean, and this is, you know, oh, this is the American. He just wants his guns to be over the top and bloody and realistic. But, I mean, the other side of it here is it kind of participates in the glorification of gun violence without showing any of the consequences. Right. I mean, they could have reshot everything and gave them nerf weapons and <laughs> had the same consequences. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it kind of glorifies, I mean, it... it Maybe that's what he's doing. Edgar Wright makes it a point to show the one character be in love with bad boys and point blank because it's this unrealistic portrayal of police work. Um, and so maybe that's what he's saying. He's like, check out all these gun battles. Look at all the stuff I can do and nobody dies because it's not real and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you're pretty on the nail with that. It's just so over the top that it's designed to make you question, wait, why does nobody die in this? What is the actual likelihood of getting shot in a firefight just on the street? Yeah, so the more I think about it, the more I think there are multiple levels here, but it was it was just good. Uh, it's good for those of us with short attention spans. His filming technique is very smash cut, smash cut, smash cut, this, 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 pay attention to this, moving on. Very rarely are there any conversations that last longer than one and a half minutes, I would say, in that film. So very good. So next up on the list is um, The World's End. Does it matter what order I watch these in? Uh, yes. Okay. So you're saying, I sh which one should I watch next? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. I think you should have watched Shaun of the Dead first. But... Oh, no. Okay. Shaun of the Dead is the better movie than Hot Fuzz, than The World's End. That would be the order I would oh. watch it in. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. In release order, which doesn't necessarily matter, but you'd recommend I watch Shaun of the Dead next. 
Because you can't do release order anymore. Yeah, I've screwed it up. But the best I can do (laughs) is Shaun of the Dead next. Okay, good. But yeah, really, really excellent. Really enjoying it so far. So we'll report next week with Shaun of the Dead and possibly The World's End, depending on how it goes. We'll get there. Did you know Simon Pegg was in The Force Awakens? Nope. (laughs) Who was he? Uncar Plot. Which I think off the top of my head is the slave that was feeding Ray. Yes. He's the one that was supposed to be watching over Ray. He's like the guy who's like, for that one, I will give you one half portion. Yes, that's it. That's Simon Pegg. That's Simon Pegg. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Now I'm envisioning him standing in a sound booth somewhere going, one quarter portion. I think his face would be very funny. There's, like, behind-the-scenes photos of him just being in that suit. Oh, sweet. Okay. I'll have to find these then. I, I, this face might still be CGI, but I think he was standing there in, like, a fat person suit. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, that makes sense. Just for still there's someone to talk to. Right, right. Oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah, my esteem of Simon Pegg has grown, like, 800%. So good for him. Trying to think of what I'd seen him in before. He's Scotty in the new Star Treks. Uh, he's in Mission Impossible. He's been really fun in those. Yes, in the Mission Impossibles. Yep. Oh, that's good. Just linked me that photo. That's <laughs> fantastic. It is, isn't it? Oh, that looks so uncomfortably hot, too. <laughs> the sacrifices. The sacrifices made. Today I learned that's what you think is hot. <laughs> Yep, not gonna not gonna deny it. Fred, just gonna have to let that one stand, my friend. NFL minute. Yeah. Is it time for the NFL minute? All right. Let me I stopwatch ready. All right, I will call time, so don't stop until you know you hear the buzzer. I'll get interrupted. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a buzzer. Maybe next time. All right. Three, two, one, go. Holy shamoly, the NFL is full of some really, really bad teams this season. I know it's only two weeks in, but check this out. Bengals, nine points. Bears, seven points. 49ers, nine points. Vikings, nine points. Bills and Panthers, nine to three. There are way too many teams scoring single digits in these NFL games. These are four quarters. These are 15-minute quarters. This is the same amount of time we've always had. But so many of these teams have terrible quarterbacks, terrible offenses in general, don't have a running back, can't even really run the ball to get these points. And on the other hand, we have these teams like the Patriots who stormed back in a big way after getting crushed in week one to take down the Saints who are probably not that good. The Broncos are looking incredible, hanging 42 on the Cowboys. The Falcons put 34 on the Packers. So it is just kind of a league of have and haves and have nots right now. And it's very interesting to see if we're going to keep this up or if the parody of the NFL will bring us back to earth where everybody can beat anybody on any given Time. week, that's kind of been the success of the league thus far. <sighs> that was good. That was a good one. I feel good about that. <laughs> I'm glad you got that out. Yeah, and it was it was in there. It needed to come out. Thank you for sharing with the group. Uh huh. I had to vent a teeny bit. Just a teeny tiny bit. Is there a minute's worth of NFL venting required every week? Like, is that an active enough? scene like that I mean, you, you can come up with something like every week 
We'll see. But I'm feeling like I could have gone for another couple minutes there. <laughs> do, do we want to pre-record next week's episode in advance? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Why? If I'm sick next week and can't record the podcast, we can at least still put out the minute. We'll put out a 60-second podcast about the NFL. Yes, the intro and outro themes will be longer than the actual podcast. That'd be incredible. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. No, let's not do that. But we can talk about Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Let's do this. Morty. Oh, oh, you watched Tales from the Citadel. I did watch Tales from the Citadel. Not Rick Lantis. Sneaky, sneaky adult swim. From what I can tell, they called it the Rick Lantis mix-up to hide the fact that it was about Tales from the Citadel. Yeah. To cover, like, the true intention of the episode. Yep. And place your bets onto whether or not I liked the episode. Oh, now it's the this. It's the weekly game. It is the game. <laughs> did Wade enjoy this episode of Rick and Morty, or did he wish he was doing anything else during that time? Or did I get bored, stumble off, and read my book on my phone? Ooh, that's another option. I'm going to go with... Oh, this is a close one. I'm going to go with Wade enjoyed this one. Damn right I did. Yes! I'm doing so good at this. I think I'm three for three in the last three weeks. You very well might be. Yes, I know I got last time. I got last time. Last week we didn't do it because there was a week skip. But two weeks ago I got it, and I'm pretty sure the week before that I got it too. Uh, wasn't it such a great episode? <sighs> oh. So good. Best uh, episode. Best episode. Best episode. Like, how did they cram that much stuff in there? It seemed like four entirely encapsulated episodes separate episodes but it was still 22 minutes it was nuts they need more episodes with evil morty yeah more evil morty clearly that's kind of the series arc right is evil morty and so how much we get of him is up in the air but the episodes where he's around definitely adds a level of intrigue yeah to the show those have definitely so far been my favorite episodes evil morty episodes i don't think you're alone on that i think a lot of rick and morty fans would share that opinion yeah, it's not hard since there's two, but, you know. Yep. How do, how do you feel about Simple Rick? The way first. So, the first one, they're like, we have this human being trapped in a chair, reliving his happiest moments, and we're dripping serotonin from his brain into these bars. And I was like, that's hor hor horrific. That's horrifying. And then they do it again? With the, the Rick who stands up for himself and gets a taste of freedom and they put him and I just, I let out this weird combination of like a chuckle and a like moan of pain. I was just, <laughs> oh no, oh no. And I just looked at my wife and I said, this show, and she, she just shrugged at me. There was nothing to say. What do you think the flavor difference is between happiest moment with your daughter and first taste of freedom? <laughs> Do you think it matters? Yeah. I think the wafers exist to satiate Ricks who are in menial jobs that otherwise would drive them insane. Ah. And so whether it pacifies them through this happy memory versus pacifies them through this happy experience, I don't know that there's really a big difference there. No, there probably isn't a difference at all when it comes down to it because all the Ricks are essentially trapped on the Citadel. They can't leave. They clearly don't have access to portal fluid and what are the two things that they want most freedom and their daughter yeah and so those two things are the yeah they are the epitome of what can make a rick happy 
doesn't matter. I mean, that whole thing was amazing. And I kind of felt like it was coming because you're looking at these dudes. Okay, these are drones. These are factory assembly line worker drones doing pushing a button for eight hours a day, five days a week for years and years and years. How is this even possible? I mean, the Rick that I know would honestly kill himself before doing that job for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, how would any of the Ricks not just automate the job? Yeah. Like, why do they need other Ricks? There's got to be a purpose. Well, it's okay. So on a big picture, it's to keep the Ricks from doing crazy stuff, right? Uh, they're going to be on the Citadel because they can't leave for whatever reason, whether it's too dangerous for them, whether they messed up their own realities, their own universe. But they're there. And so if you're the leaders of the Citadel, you don't want 10,000 rampaging Ricks. If you can keep a large percentage of them pacified and doing something where they're busy for eight hours a day and then maybe they've got TV or interdimensional cable and they're good, then that's a much easier populace to rule over. Well, I mean, when you look at it, there's one free Rick in the entire multiverse and look what he did to the last Citadel. So I guess <laughs> it makes sense to kind of pacify all the rest. Yeah, well... It's, I mean, it's iffy. Remember the first time that we visited the Citadel and there were tons of Rick and Mortys wandering around? Yeah, it looked like they go on from, you know, their universe to here to pick up supplies and they're back yeah. to off to new adventures. This is a heap, like a radical departure where they there's now like a Rick Morty cast system yep. where you've got Ricks doing menial jobs because they don't trust the Mortys to not mess it up. And then, you know... And the Mortys just slumped. don't... Yeah, they don't have a reason to exist without Ricks. Mm. It turns them into delinquents, it turns them into morons, it turns them into criminals. And oddly strippers. <laughs> oh, man. I tried to forget about that. How messed up is a Morty strip club for Mortys? Honestly, come that on. That is kind of... odd, to say the <laughs> least. Like, I'm trying to think of the right way to express it, but I feel like I just need to go and take a shower. <laughs> that speaks to some darkness in Morty's psyche for sure. There's a little bit of hmm, a little bit of something going on there. Yeah, that was ugh. <laughs> and then the so have you seen the movie Stand by Me? No. It, that so the the storyline in the episode with the four like in school Mortys who go off to find the wishing portal. Yeah. That's a direct take on the movie Stand by Me. Oh, okay. Which came out in the 80s. It's got four kids. They actually hear about a dead body in the woods, so they go out to look for that. But it's the same concept. Is they talk to each other, they sit by a campfire. Like this, There are scenes that are directly taken out Okay. Do from they, that film. In Stand By Me, do they all fall down in a dimensional garbage trash chute? Nope. So there are some departures. <laughs> minor. Minor departures. Absolutely. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just... And the whole... The tall Morty, who I feel the saddest for. Remember him in school with the Snape, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, tall Morty. Did I grade? Did I gradiate this time yet? And you're just like, oh, you poor thing. You've been stuck in this school for so long, and you're the dumbest Rick possible. And they don't know what else to do with you. And all you want to do is graduate and move on. Ugh. That's sad. Very sad. And then the obvious like training day parallels between Cop Morty and Yeah. 
Copperick. Which was really strange because having like another Morty who's just apathetic to the whole Mortys and Ricks and just being like, they're Mortys, it's what they do, just, you know, destroy the building. And then having the Rick that just, he's clearly smart and there, but he's just very naive to the whole situation. Yeah. He's the only Rick that's just kind of like, should we be doing this? Yeah, or else they're just apathetical, apathetic, or else they are feeling chaotic and just do it for whatever, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's just the whole concept that, yes, there are many Ricks and, yes, there are many Mortys, but they're all different in their own way, has never really been as fully fleshed out as it was in this episode. It's just an amazing world build. Mm. It's one of the reasons that I like it so much. It, it finally uses the proper potential of the word infinite, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's something I had a question about. So I was wondering, well, okay, if there's infinite universes, there's infinite Ricks and Mortys because that's how infinity works. Uh, but I guess the show creators have talked about this a little bit. Dan Harmon has spoken about this and said there's an infinite infinity curve associated here where, yes, there are infinite universes, but there's only a certain subset of Ricks that are Rick enough to be Rick. There's either an infinite amount or there isn't. If there's There are. Right. Let's just say the scale of Rick being Rick enough to invent interdimensional portal is on a scale of Rick 1 to Rick 2. Rick 2 point whatever higher, you don't count. Like, you just, you, whatever it is, like this imaginary scale, you're just off, you'll never leave your own universe. There's still an infinite number of Ricks between 1 and 2. It's just a very minor changes in the 1.1, 1.2. 1.01 and so on and so forth on for an infinitely increasing set of numbers right even if they say some ricks are not rick enough or are too rick to be you know included in the show or yeah you know because if you had an actual infinite number of ricks where would you put them all either you have infinite or you don't it's not a maybe you can have practically infinite which is where some you have so much of something that you, you'll never deplete the resource. Like if you spent all day going around killing Ricks, you'll never run out of Ricks because you'll grow old and die before you can kill them all. Yeah, even, you can't kill e them fast enough. Yeah, even if there isn't an actually infinite amount of Ricks. It's functionally infinite. Yeah, it's functionally infinite. Yeah. But the show either does or doesn't have actual infinite or functionally infinite. And it re it's really up to the show creators which one it is. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I remember them saying anything about that, but I don't think I do. I don't think I have anything for it, but anyway, super good. And then obviously Evil Morty's a politician. Makes perfect sense the whole time. Gives that rousing, rousing speech. About, we're all the same, but no. When it come, push comes to shove, he's just in it for the power. And I was trying to think if he had some like crazy, super crazy goal, but it sure seemed like the first time around his only goal was to kill all Ricks. So he's in a pretty good position to do that, it turns out. Especially when he can get other Ricks to kill for him now. Yeah, totally. That makes it a lot easier. I thought it was a great scene where he's sitting there getting his hair cut with the mirror. And he's like, raise your hand if you just don't care about me being the president or whatever the line is. And it's like, yep. raise your hand. All right. Did you shoot dead? Done. Move on. A little more off the top. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good scene. Yeah, it was great. And the most competent of all Mortys, for sure. So we got another one coming. Another Rick and Morty next week on the Netflix. I think I'm, I'm actually... Not... I'm, my scale has moved from not liking the show to now I'm watching it because I want to. Hooray! Not, not because I just want to wait and see when it finishes and I can say I'm done with it. 
I'm, oh. I actually want to watch the next episode. That's the best news of the day, is what that is. Sure. So happy. I'm so happy. I am. <laughs> okay. So, without further ado, with our Rick and Morty minute complete, NFL minute done too. And by minute, I mean much longer than a minute for Rick and Morty. We're going to sign off here. Thank you so much for listening. As always, thanks to Concordia Recordings for the intro and outro music that we use every single week on the show. Uh, please also check us out on Patreon. There's a link in the description. You can support us for as little as $1 a month. Would be appreciated to show your support for the podcast. We're here for you every week, and any support we can get back would be excellent. And that is going to be it. Until next time, as always, thanks for joining us here on the podcast and the Falcon Paladin Hour, and you take care of yourself. Once we thought that we'll stay young And these worthies never gold But when I opened up my eyes I said, grow old with me Will you age here by my side And stay beautiful for life Oh faith away in the darkness and leave me here this world is a cold place without you my tears will leave me home oh i'll make it a safe place for you if you promise to feel Music. Music. Music.